You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. As owner of Mint Mobile, I couldn't wait to make my first commercial for Spotify listeners. I thought, I'll tell them to go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify to get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, they'll never believe the owner bragging, so I'll bring on a real Mint customer who knows it's premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, how will they know it's not just me acting as a customer? Then I thought, what if they don't think I'm a good enough actor to play a customer? Then I cried and went to bed the end. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This is live from PS5. Let's go now to our first story. The good people of Manhattan woke up to a gift from their favorite hero. Experts are linking all of these events to an increase in activity on PS5. This was live from PS5, bringing you the extraordinary. Rated RP2M. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. When we feel better, we do better. That simple message is what Feel Better with Tara Styles is all about. We share informative, inspiring, and healing conversations with respected leaders whose work embodies the action of making our world a better place. We also share simple practices based in meditation, Tai Chi, and gentle yoga that are a relief to breathe along with, whether you have time to stretch out on the ground or you're busy getting ready for your day. Settle in and enjoy learning something new that will surely support your well-being, inspire your creativity, and help you feel a whole lot better. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Pass.
Hello everyone and welcome to a festive Luke Law where I go completely off the rails to talk about bizarre holiday monsters that used to roam Europe in the dead of winter. For anyone who has somehow stumbled upon this as your first Luke Law, this is a smaller companion show to the main Ghost Story Guys podcast. It usually ties in what the main episodes tell, but I'm up to some Yule-themed mischief here. If all has gone right, this drops for patrons on the 5th of December, meaning you all get this on Krampusnacht. So let's start with what is easily the best-known bogeyman of the holidays in Krampus. Krampusnacht is pretty simply Krampus Night. The Germanic regions these tales come from would traditionally begin their winter feast rites at the beginning of December, and Krampus, at their simplest, would go around the houses of naughty children on the 5th of December, to either thrash them there and then with bound-up birch twigs, or else chuck the misbehaving child into a sack for some corrective kidnapping. In this, Krampus is most usually seen as the demon of St. Nicholas. Good children get rewards at the end of December, and bad children get the goat monster kicking the doors down at the start of December. Krampus even has a simple solid horror movie name, coming from Krampen meaning claw. But don't let that fool you into thinking Krampus themselves are simple, there's a lot going on here. Most people know of Krampus because of a pretty big ongoing cultural revival where Krampusnacht is loudly celebrated both in Europe areas native to the myth and in parts of the world with significant settlement from Eastern Europeans, Bavarians and Germans who then brought their culture with them. For those of you in the United States, these costume marches seem to be catching on over there. The slightest digging on my part showed that Clintonville in Pennsylvania, Ohio, had the first official Krampus parade back in 2015. Traditionally, men and women would get drunk and dress up to rampage through the streets, men in Krampus costumes and women as Frau Perkta, who makes for a female counterpart in the revelry. Krampus, or the stories which led to Krampus, appear to predate Christianity and therefore Christmas, leaving him a very pagan relic of the holidays. There are some old North mythology stories that point to him being a child of hell with one L, the goddess of the underworld. Frau Perkta apparently could be an aspect of uh, Freya, the goddess of abundance, fertility and war. While obviously the old pagan traditions have merged with Christian ones here, also obviously various churches hate Krampus and across history have taken runs at crushing the tradition. The cavorting devil side of things not quite being to the church's taste. But there's room for everyone to enjoy Krampusnacht. If you love the old stories, then nothing seems to be able to keep the goat demon down. If you unequivocally are a Christian, the patron saint of children is supposed to attain Krampus to help teach children morals. The fact that there are stories predating the Christian ones merely become the origin of how and where St. Nicholas found a devil to tame. Either way, being a big folklore fan, I do love Krampus tradition, and this is why I wanted to do a special festive Luke lore around them. But as I began looking into Krampus, things just got better. It turned out that there are loads of unusual winter tradition creatures that are part of the fabric of what became Christmas. I've even had to cook quite a lot. Didn't even need to dig too deep to get overwhelmed with content, so this could easily be a part two in future. I've narrowed down the next two traditions to Iceland, and I come bearing the gift of poetry here. Anyone who knows the correct pronunciations for what follows, I am so, so sorry for what I'm about to do to these names. First up, we have the Yule or Yuke cat, who immediately leapt out to me for being a giant cat who eats children who aren't wearing new clothes at Christmas. I mean, that's a bit harsh on any kids who didn't get any new clothes, but it certainly stood out. The poem is originally from a poet named Johannes Erklotham. Possibly, I can't pronounce that. Uh, the translator was Tor Ewing, 
And there's a special thanks here for the writer Vilemi Mist, who dug this poem up for me, even finding the English translation. You've heard about the Yule Cat. He really was immense. Nobody knew where he came from. Nobody knew where he went. He'd flash his eyes wide open, and both were glowing bright. It was not for the faint-hearted to face that awful sight. His whiskers sharp as meat hooks, his back was arched up high, and the claws upon his shaggy paws were dreadful to espy. He'd shake his mighty tail, he'd leap, he'd scratch and puff, sometimes down in the valley, sometimes up on the bluff. Hungry, wild and grim he roamed, through bitter winter snow, gave everyone the shivers wherever he might go. If you heard a dismal yowl outside, your luck had just run out. It was men not mice he hunted, of that there was no doubt. He preyed upon the poor folk, who got no gifts for Yule, who struggled to keep going, whose life was hard and cruel. He took all their Yuletide food from the table and the shelf. He left them not a morsel, he ate it all himself. And so the women laboured, with spindle, reel and rock, to make a little coloured patch, or just a single sock because he couldn't come inside to catch the little ones if you'd given clothes to your daughters and your sons and when the candles were kindled when the yule night was come the children clutched their presents as the cat outside looked on some might get an apron some shoes or other stuff as long as they'd got something that would be enough because kitty couldn't eat them if they had new clothes to put on he'd hiss and howl horribly and then he would be gone whether he's about still, I couldn't really tell. But if everyone gets gifts for Yule, then all may yet be well. Perhaps you will remember to help with gifts yourself. Perhaps there still are children who would get nothing else. Maybe you can help those who need a little cheer. It'll bring you a good Yule and a happy new year. Not gonna lie, that sounds like a terrifying furry creature that can easily be dissuaded by following its rules while likely being unstoppable if you don't. Feel free to be generous gifting children and don't skimp out on the socks. Uh, we still seem to be on the topic of furry creatures with the last one, so Merry Christmas Brennan. And also from Iceland we have Gryla the Christmas Witch. Christmas Witch seems a bit of an oversimplification as she's more of an ogress that rules the mountains you absolutely should not be messing with. She and her children have a part to play in Iceland's traditional version of Yule, although Gryla herself seems to have other stories as a bogeyman around the fringes of Christianity at other times, such as Lent, when she'll cut open the stomachs of children who cry for food when they should be fasting. Which seems harsh, but she is an ogre. The poem I've got here is about how her children will come down out of the mountains to cause trouble at Christmas if you aren't careful. Uh, now here's where I'm really going to struggle. Jolas Vein Arnir by Johannes Ur Koltlum um, is the poem, the English translation and copyright belonging to Halberg Halmansson. I found this one hosted online by Yinge Wolf at the WordPress Tales of Yinge Wolf. Apologies for the atrocious pronunciation there, it should hopefully still be findable, and it was pretty interesting being on there. Let me tell the story of the lads of few charms, who once upon a time used to visit our farms. Thirteen altogether, these gents in their prime, didn't want to irk people all at one time. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up, all stealth, they unlocked the door. The kitchen and the pantry they came looking for. Gryla was their mother, she gave them ogre milk and the father, Lepaludi, a loathsome ilk. 
They hid where they could with a cunning look or sneer, ready with their pranks when people weren't near. They were called the Yuletide lads, at Yuletide they were due, and they always came one by one, not ever two by two. And even when they were seen, they weren't loath to roam and play their tricks disturbing the peace of the home. The first of them was Sheepcoat Clod, he came stiff as wood, to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. He couldn't, he had stiff knees, not too convenient. The second was Gully Gork, grey his head and mane. He stuck into the cow barn from his craggy ravine. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk when the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile. Stubby was the third called, a stunted little man, who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan. And scurrying away with it, he scraped off the bits, stuck to the bottom and brims his favourites. The fourth was spoon liquor, like spindle he was thin. He felt himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then, stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands for it was slippery. Potscraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When kids were given scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap and they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pot and had a scraping fest. Bowl liquor, the sixth one, was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedsteads he stuck his ugly head, and when the bowls were left to be licked by dog or cat, he snatched them for himself. He sure was good at that. The seventh was door slammer, a sorry, vulgar chap. When people in the twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreak, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Scare Gobbler, the eighth, was an awful stupid bloke. He lambasted the skier tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling, his greed was well known, until, about to burst, he would bleat, howl and groan. The ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pilferer. He climbed up through the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam, in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for gentlefolk. The tenth was Window Peeper, a weird little twit, who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it, and whatever was inside to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. Eleventh was Door Sniffer, a doltish lad and gross. He never got a cold, yet had a huge sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread while leaves still away still and ran toward it weightless as wind over dale and hill. Meathook, the twelfth one, his talent would display, as soon as he arrived on St. Forlax Day. He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hook at times was a tiny bit short. The thirteenth was Candle Beggar. T'was cold, I believe. If he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve, he trailed after the little ones who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. On Christmas night itself, so a wise man writes, the lads were all restrained and just stirred at the lights. Then one by one they trotted off into the frost and snow. On twelfth night the last of the lads used to go. The footprints in the highlands are a face now for long. The memories have all turned to image and song. They seem more like troublemakers than anything else, though. Easily dissuaded if you take care on your jobs around Christmas time. Would not mess with their mum, though, and would be very wary around Gryla's mountains. Her children might be up to mischief. She will straight up knife you for giving her a funny look. That's all for Luke Law this time and this year. 
I'll be back in the new year with another episode, and follow us on Patreon get that early, so as ever, check out patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys for that, and a whole load more cool stuff. But always, always, just listening is plenty of support in and of itself. I hope you enjoy my companion show, and please feel free to reach out to either the show or myself directly via email or social media if you have any questions, feedback, or requests for Luke Law. The show email is ghoststoryguys at gmail.com, and I am Luke Greensmith on both Twitter and Facebook. We also have a very active Instagram account full of fun things we found around the internet, and even occasionally news and peeks behind the scenes. Special thank you again to Valemi Mist, whose name I almost certainly pronouncing wrong. Her debut novel, Eternal Blood, is out now if you're a vampire fan, and after finding me that great Yule Cat pose, she more than deserves a shout out. As for absolutely everyone, enjoy the holidays, however it is you want to celebrate them. Just take some time for family and get your feast on to show the dark that life goes on and you are not afraid. powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend hey we're the sloppy boys and let's say you're someone who wants to hear about cocktails yeah like hey what's in a tom collins or hey where'd the margarita come from or hey how the aperol spritz get so suddenly popular or like hey what kind of liquor is in a whiskey sour anyway well the answer to that last one is whiskey but yeah we talk about a different cocktail every friday and we even drink it too Plus, Vulture just named the Sloppy Boys one of the top three comedy podcasts of the year. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And we laugh a lot, too. <laughs> that's, that's actually really funny. So listen to the Sloppy Boys podcast, and you may just find great happiness beyond what you ever even dreamed. <laughs> Yahoo! Check out the Sloppy Boys wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Oh, Bren? What time is it? Why are you in my bedroom? It looked like you were having a nightmare and I wanted to help. Why were you watching me? You know what? Never mind. How are you going to help me with my nightmares? By replacing them with this. This is another Steve Stred book, isn't it? You bet your smooth ass it is. Turn the Soil is the latest full-length novel from Canadian extreme horror author Steve Stred. It tells the story of The Border an off-the-grid wilderness settlement where residents have made a fragile peace with mysterious forest guards, only to see a brutal murder change everything. Churn the Soil delivers a pulse-pounding high-stakes story where if the cold doesn't kill you, the forest guards will. Ooh, that does sound good. Where can I get it? Churn the Soil is available now via Amazon on Kindle and in paperback. Paul, has Brennan broke into our house to terrify you with Eldritch Horrors again? Yes, love. Is this why you wanted to get a dog? Yes, love. Now go back to sleep. Turn the Soil by Steve Stred. Paranormal folk horror at its very best. Available now. Wait, you're getting a dog? We got him last week. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Julie was in the room then, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Where did the accent like come from? <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.